When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sunday service. Uh, please join in the chat if you want on social media, which is all at Sutton Podcast, or on YouTube, which is a really long link. And I don't know what it is, so subscribe to YouTube so I can get that changed. Um, I keep begging, but do it anyway. Um, joining me today, um, we've got Stephen. Um, he's come on a little bit earlier for reasons I'll explain in a second. Um, we'll be joined by Jared in a short while as well. Uh, but Stephen, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah, good. And you are more than welcome. You you stand very near me on the curve, although we only really started talking because we um, we met at some of the uh, the, the ladies' matches. Um, so did you go? I know we've seen that couple, but were you going all season or? No, no. I think I was. I think I think I, I don't know if it was the first one you went to, but. It, but yeah, the, the one you were at when I first met you was the first one I went to. And I, <laughs> bizarre. A bit like yourself, actually, as a way of getting the uh, getting the, uh, the, the the children out of the house a bit and uh, creating a bit of space for our other halves. So um, yeah, I thought it would be a good thing to do. I've always wanted my um, two, I've got two girls, um, you know, I've always wanted to get them into football a little bit and see some women's matches and uh, yeah, the Sutton games. Felt like the right opportunity, and yeah, it, they're really enjoying it. 
Lovely, lovely. Well, we got we got chatting at a, a couple of the games about different things, um, and one of the conversations was brought up. What one of my favourite players ever, Cyril Regis, because um, mm. he he, came, he went to to my old school, and I just remember him being in his England shirt, just looking like an England player should, with just just filling it out. And that brought up another conversation about your 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 early years and your your the teams you support. And I used the word teams. <laughs> and then I mentioned it on the podcast, probably unfairly. You were quite easily identified and outed. <laughs> so time to de- defend yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a two-timer, um, uh, tell the truth. I, you know what? I think this is quite normal for, uh, I know certain aren't a non-league club, but lots of people who watch non-league football have other teams. So, yeah, originally I'm from the Midlands. Uh, from the West Midlands, so uh, grew up supporting West Brom, and uh, yeah, they've been my team since uh, when I was, you know, I, I was brought up a baggy. Um, and even back then, though, in those early years of supporting West Brom, when I was thirteen or fourteen, um, I was two timing Then I had a non-league big on the side. Then I was uh, a, a supporter of Stourbridge as well. That was All right. my local team. So I went to watch Stourbridge in the non-league a lot. But yeah, West Brom have always been my team. Um, actually, going back to Stourbridge, I think the first Stourbridge game I ever saw was against Forest Green Rovers. Um, <laughs> I think it was the Beezer-Holmes Midland division at the time. Um, pretty sure Stourbridge won, won, but I went back anyway. But yeah, I've always followed um, West Brom home and away as well. Well, I was when I was living in the Midlands. Uh, I moved away. Uh, when I was about 18 from the Midlands, still sport West Brom, certainly go to London whenever I can. Um, but yeah, even back then, Sutton came onto my radar. Um, obviously, it was the FA Cup against Coventry in uh, 19, what was it, 1988, 89, was it? Yeah. Uh, when uh, Coventry uh, were knocked out by Sutton. So yeah, that was the first time Sutton came on the radar. Uh, and as it turned up, I ended up moving to Sutton uh, back in 2012, I think it was. Um, and you know, I've always been a fan of supporting So, would have been in the, what would it have been? Conference South, I suppose, wouldn't it? In 2015. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I had two young kids, including a newborn. So, I didn't get to many games. Um, but certainly was there when the uh, the promotion season to the National League, what was that, 2016, I think? Yes, uh, yeah. I got to quite a few games then. Uh, then the 2017, the FA Cup run with... Yeah. Uh, my wife was actually working at the time uh, for uh, What's On in Sutton, the uh, Facebook group. So All right. I actually got into those games with a press pass as a pitch side photographer. <laughs> Uh, mainly taking pictures of the crowd, to be honest. Um, and you probably yeah, got a picture of my. You probably got did the picture of my really old old style flag. Um, yeah, got, I was taking pictures all day. Um, I just seen what's going on with my camera there. It seemed to have uh, uh, went out for a second. But yeah, that so that was. You know, it's been a slow, gradual process um, of, of watching Sutton. Uh, more frequently. This year, a neighbour of mine bought two season tickets. Uh, I think with the intention of just taking, you know, different friends along to different games um, mm-hmm. so everyone else can experience the joy that is Sutton United uh, at home. 
and uh, I, I, I'm afraid to say I've been hogging the season tickets quite a bit. <laughs> oh, game, uh, home, home games this season. And, uh, I've been to a few away games too. So, yeah, what started as a bit of a flirtation, um, you know, it's it sort of become a full-on affair. And now I'm in pretty deep. Now, you asked me who I'm I, I don't know. I, I think it's probably above West Brom, but uh, I don't know. Can, can you have two teams? I, I always thought you could have two teams. But... Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> yeah, that Starbridge thing is quite quite funny because obviously I didn't didn't know that, um, and yet here I am got you on on the day after we played Forest Green. So all these all these little things are lining up it's as if I'm planning it. I can assure everyone I am not planning these things. Um, yeah, I can't actually remember which one it was, whether it was AB or Bruce who said um, that we're not. It's a couple of years ago now. That we're not ashamed to be people's second club. Um, so we were doing a big push on season tickets. Um, we were getting things like Wimbledon supporters, Palace supporters, and it was like, we don't care. We don't, we're not, we're not bothered about it. But as I used your examples, it's now people going, oh, actually now Sutton are in the league, which is my first club? Because certainly, obviously the Premier League and, and big, these big prices, people are being priced out. You, 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 it's, there's no denying it. You, you couldn't dream of sitting there going, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll bring the two kids to football because that's, that's a huge amount of money, especially with all the other bits you buy. Whereas Sutton, all right, you don't really begrudge them coming in and running around like lunatics and not actually watching the football because you're like, that's fine, they're okay. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, do, it does happen that lots and lots of people um, end up supporting something only because they popped popped along for a little while. And as we heard with Gabriel last week, you, you pop along and you think, oh, I'll, I'll volunteer for that, that'll be fine. And then they, they, they've hooked you, they've caught you, <laughs> reeled you in. The thing, I mean, it's a club that's really easy to love. Um, you know, I've, I, I've, this, I went to a West Brom game this season. I went away at uh, Millwall. It was a pretty ugly game, to be honest. It was um, a bit of a hassle getting out at least half an hour. Um, it was a pretty ugly away end as well. Uh, West Brom fans were trying to get rid of the manager. Uh, we lost 2-0. And it just, I just can't say I really enjoy my afternoon of football, to be honest. Uh, in stark contrast to an afternoon at Sutton United, which is, you know, um, we have lost but um, you know, win, lose or draw, it's 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 always a good afternoon, and you know the atmosphere is always great. There's a lot of love going on at the moment between the fans and the team and the club. Um, it's just a very positive vibe. And yeah, when I went to the West Brom game, it was just such a negative vibe. So yeah, it just kind of struck me. There's a real stark contrast, and there's a lot to love about non-league football. Um, I was watching Quest actually last. Well, I say non-league football. I still do. I know. Yeah, so do we. <laughs> Still very much there for a lot of Sutton fans, but yeah, I was watching the uh, the Quest last night, and um, when you get to the lower divisions, it's just interesting looking around at the stadiums and you know the quirkiness, and you know the Sutton's got quite a stadium, fair to say. But yeah, there's a lot to love about non-league football. You're closer to the game, you're closer to the club, and um, yeah, I've, I've kind of I've, I've fallen head over heels. <laughs> yeah, there's the little things that you can just. You... Not so sure about the COVID times now, but you certainly able to sit in the bar for a little while afterwards, have a chat with the players. Manager comes in, um, really, really open, quite happy to have, have a chat. And it's that that little connection. As I've said in various things, I love that, that little walk around at the end. I'm sure lots of clubs go over and just give their fans a little round of applause, but it just seems a little bit more um, from from our lot. Um, and there's, there is that nice connection. Um, you do say you, you've fallen 
in love with everything in the club. Um, I do know there was a complaint, especially as obviously you saw that the, the hats went really well yesterday. So well done, Gareth, on the hats. They were, they were amazing. Should have put them as £15, though. Um, but the hats were really good. But you did have one question or complaint or comment of, of some of the club merchandise um, yeah, you mentioned to me. I have said merchandise here. It's uh, just, yeah, a little of the paintwork's coming off the mug. And, yeah. Uh, when I mentioned it on the curve, um, I mentioned that I was drinking tea in the shower and everyone said, well, you know, it's not designed for drinking tea in the shower. I thought everyone drank tea in the shower. I don't know. but I'm um, pretty sure no one drinks tea in the shower. I, anyway, anyway, I think yeah, it should sure. be the shower. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure having tea in the shower was part of the uh, the testing process for <laughs> for the quality controls, but we'll, we'll bring it up. I'm sure that I'll get some kind of um, short statement from Miller about what to do with the tea in, in, the, in the bar. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm worried you brought that to work now because you, you're, you're in your office and you've got the, the, the shower mug at work. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, I brought it in. It's um, because the paintwork's coming off, it's been uh, substituted. It's been relegated to my workbook now. To the work one. Lovely. Sure. Lovely. More fast model, hopefully, for, for the shower at home. <laughs> yeah, so we we were talking um, about ladies' matches a little while ago. Um, unfortunately, there isn't one today. I was kind of planned this early because I was convinced there was going to be another match. Um, you weren't going to go to that one either because you're you're taking in a different sport again today, are you? Yeah, I've got the daughters with me, and we're going to watch London Lions in the basketball. They play at the uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to give that a go this afternoon at the uh, the Olympic Park. Excellent, excellent. And you, you watch much basketball or? No, none at all. Um, <laughs> I think this will be my first ball game. I just watched the, um, um, the Last Dance, um, uh, Michael oh. Jordan documentary on Netflix recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got me interested in basketball. So I saw there was a London Lions team. So I thought, yeah, I'll just check them out today. Well, give, give that a go, yeah. Well, as I said, we would. I thought from the fixtures we were supposed to play um, Dulwich and I did have some serious concerns about taking Rosie to, to watch a team in pink play Sutton because I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sell this, but unfortunately it's off. Um, so I'm not sure the reasons behind it, but but it's been enjoyable down there, though, hasn't it? It's, we've certainly got um, value for money. For, for Yeah, the, you get got, got, gold money, you yeah. really do. Um, yeah. I, I, what was it? Was it eight? One, couple, two, couple, a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it, it was a seven, one, a five, four, and I can't remember the other one. It was yeah. just you yeah, kind of lose. You, yeah, you do. I mean, on the first, I think the first one was seven, one, and I was sitting there with Rosie, and she's going, "Will we score seven? I was like, "No, we won't score seven. Don't be silly." And then they just kept going in, and she kept saying, "So we're going to score seven? Okay, shush." <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of set the bar really high for kind of inter entertainment value. So I did warn, I tried to manage expectations for the children for the next game. But actually, it was a bit of a goal fest then as well. So Yeah, um, yeah that we went 4-1 four, four down in that game and yeah. um, did kind of wonder whether they would be able to um, to come back and what it'd be like. Because the, the standard seems to be really varied uh, of the teams they play. Um, so you did kind of wonder, that. Did, do, they, do they get a bit... Um, complacent i think is the word um but no they, they they fought back and the one that threw me was when they they took darcy had scored three uh, a hat trick i think and they took her off or she scored two sorry and they took her off and i was like 
hang on a minute, she's banging these goals when they've taken her off. And then 10, 15 minutes later, they put her back on. It was like rolling <laughs> subs. Yeah, okay, I get, I get it now. I should, pro should probably check these things out. But, you know, it was, um, yeah, it's, it's all good fun. It's all good games. And, yeah, anyone who wants to get down there, please, please do. It was nice to see more, more and more people supporting the ladies' sides. Um, but we will move on. I know Jared is trying to join us, but we will move on to start chatting about the Forest Green match yesterday. Mm. Um, so ahead of the match, what were your thoughts and expectations? Well, um, I predicted to, I was asked what, what I thought the score would be. I predicted 2-1 because I never see the point in predicting a defeat. I mean, that's a, a very kind of uh, pessimistic way of looking at life. But deep down, I did think this was going to be um, I, I, yeah, before the match, I would have absolutely taken a draw. Um, but I did think if Sutton were going to slip up, this was obviously one where, where they could because just, just the form of Forest Green at the moment is they're just on fire. They're scoring goals for fun. So, yeah, a little bit, um, little bit nervous going into the game. Uh, expectations weren't super high, but, you know, I was hoping to get something out of it. And um, I think we did. Absolutely. I, I don't know why, but I thought, always thought we were going to get something out of that game. I, I genuinely don't know why. Um, Jared is with us now, so we're just going to say a quick hello to Jared and we'll ask his thoughts quickly before the game. Hi, Jared. Are you all right? Oh, so, yeah, for us, I, to us, I was, um, I had no real expectations. Um, look at Forest Green's form this season. And given our, the fact we've drawn our last three home games for yesterday, I was like, anything would be, anything would be nice here. And something, so that, that was nice. Yeah, I, I was literally just saying that for some reason I looked at this fixture a, a few weeks ago and I said this to Chalmers before the match and I, I just thought we're going to get something out of this. Um, I mean, in my mind, it was we were going to um, be, we were going to win against Salford, get the 50 points. Uh, no, Bristol Rovers, sorry, get the 50 points and then move on with our lives um, and then start reeling them back in. Um, obviously, that didn't work, but we did get the magic 50. So, yay! Whoop, whoop. <laughs> So line up for me a little bit. I think I, I got I think I got seven out of eleven on the lineup <laughs> with with a few different changes. I didn't know that Robert had, had um, picked up a small injury. Um, but what were you guys' thoughts on the lineup ahead of the game? Uh, it was good to see Alistair Smith back, wasn't it? That was um, mm -hmm. that was a boost beforehand. But um, yeah, Jared. Yeah, definitely. It was nice to see Alistair Smith back in the, in the squad. Um, I knew East, um, knew Craig Eastman was injured, but I didn't realise that Tanto and Milson were. So, mm -hmm. well, so, yeah, so I was a little bit shocked. But so, um, given those two guys were injured, it was, you know, a pretty much the lineup I would have expected, given the players we had available. It was also extremely mm -hmm. nice to see Kobe and Harry on the bench yes. in the squad yeah. for the first time in gosh knows how long, you know. Yeah, two two basically new signings. Um, yeah, that, that will be when when it starts coming into the next part of the season. Um, but saying that, um, obviously we've got Harry on his way back. Easty, hopefully it's going to be a short one. But how about Kenny again? Um, <laughs> great game, <laughs> yeah, and a great free kick. It was an absolute peach, wasn't it? it was absolute, uh, yeah, I've watched it about what, seven, eight times this morning, I think, uh, when, I, when I got up. And it just, uh, yeah, it just gets better over time. Lovely. Um, but, you know, in terms of the whole performance, I just thought 
Sutton were just absolutely on it for the first go. And it was, um, they looked really sharp. In real contrast, I thought, to the Salford game, actually, where, I don't know, they were huffed and puffed and looked a little bit sluggish. But, uh, but yeah, I just thought it was a, yeah, it, it just felt like a rejuvenated team on Saturday, right from the off. And obviously, as you say, great kick from Kenny to take the lead. Yeah, I mean, you do get to wonder whether the season is now going to catch up because, as you say, Salford, it was a bit of a huff and a puff game. Um, and then four days later, they they, they, they do this. Um, but but how, sorry, how, much miss, how, how much do we miss Aster and um, Kenny when they're not on the team? Mm. I, think, yeah. I think, obviously, you see the contrast to Tuesday where our midfield, you know, not to disparage anyone in, in, in our team on Tuesday, um, but, you know, I think... Alison Smith has been like a, a revelation since he signed for us this season, and you, you see that quality he brings into, into the centre midfield. And then you had Kelly, who's you know on his days, you know, as over the last five years he's been at the club, he's been fantastic. Every time we've needed him, he's you know he's been amazing. And I think I think that's perhaps the biggest three difference between Tuesday and yesterday was you know who who's available to the, who's available to match selects. And I think that improved our performance because there's, there's, there's little. I mean, with with Alison, there's sometimes just the little touches that he has mm-hmm. that as they can that just makes things easy to play through the middle. Sometimes, whereas Tuesday we're knocking balls forward, you know, as 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 I want. But you know, but at least yesterday we had the opportunity to mix things up a bit, little bit. And you, know, you, got, you had someone, two midfielders who were experts in playing ball through the middle without any without any fuss. And also how Will Randall was again, who didn't start on Tuesday, but started yesterday. No. How what fantastic cover he was for the defence. A couple of times in the first half, I was standing behind the goal, behind the kind of green ends. You just saw a couple of times how Will Randall's wonderful ball in defensive tackle, defensive situations that led immediately to attack. So again, playing through the middle, or Brian with the ball. So that's what we had on Tuesday because again, Will wasn't playing, but something so. We're able to mix up, but that's why on another day, our team on Tuesday got a win. It's just absolutely Matt has at the moment that when we have everyone available, he can mix things up, he can bring players we need for particular games, and we get, you know, we get something out of it and get better performances on time. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, not surprised, but um, Ben, um, again, at another game, I feel, I feel really, really sorry for Ben because. There was one game, I think, um, against Swindon where I was like, oh, he's getting run ragged here. Um, but I think a lot of our players were getting run ragged for the first half hour or so. Um, but I feel a bit sorry for him because pretty much apart from that one game, every other game he's come on, he's been absolutely solid. But unfortunately, he's got Rob in front of him who brings just that little bit, just that little bit more with the set pieces. Um, although, to be fair, Kenny brought something with the set pieces yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I, but I thought, again, Ben had a, another great... A, yeah. Another great game, um, but yeah, the the I couldn't. I, I'd said it yesterday. I, I remember Dean making, I think, one or two saves. Um, there was one in particular I remember him making, um, and I was like, so they didn't offer a huge amount. Their goal, I, I, I didn't quite see it because it was at the far end and I'm blind. But um, their goal looked looked like a good good goal. Um, apparently, one of their penalty shouts was quite quite a good one. Um, but I think it was the second of the two, and the first one was so 
um, obvious that I think the referee was probably swayed not to give it um, because of the, the second, because uh, of the first. Um, but they didn't offer a huge amount. You was expecting them to just absolutely run us ragged. Um, but that's got to yeah, be a testament to the players. It wasn't that much going forward, to be honest. Not as much as I was expecting. They didn't pose the threat I was expecting. You mentioned the penalty, the second penalty shout. Um, I didn't see it on the day, but watching back uh, the replay today, um, yeah, it was uh, Ben Goodliffe. It was, it, he grabbed his thigh and pulled him down. It was uh, for me. It was a. It was an absolute penalty. So we, yeah, we got away with that one. Um, these themselves out. But I also was, I don't know, for me, the ball may well have crossed the line in the second half. Uh, Joe Kizzy, was it? Who had, um, it, it, it looked like it was cleared off the line. But for me, where I was standing on the curve, it looked like it may have, you know, the whole ball may have crossed the line. So, you know, these yeah. things even themselves out. Yeah, no, I, I filmed that and I put that up as well. And first thing I thought he'd done it, on the video, I thought he'd done it. And so I took, I watched the video and I took a little screenshot and then on the screenshot that I, I, I didn't sit and study, it was just literally just a quick screenshot on the screenshot. It's like, oh, actually <laughs> that ball yeah. might have crossed the line, but there's no way. I, I, yeah. It's, it would be wonderful if we had all the gold the technology, but there's no way anyone could have, could have seen that. Um, it was, and referee's got to give the benefit of doubt to the defensive team. And the guy was, the, the, the defender was literally on the line. His, you know, his standing foot was on the line. You know, you've got yeah. to, to give the benefit of the doubts. If, you, if you're not sure, and you can't, the referee's not sure, he can't give it, can he? Against yeah, the same no, with the penalty shouts, if the officials aren't sure, they can't give it, you know. It's just one of those, no. what's appreciate. And sometimes, you know, as much as we, we can study, study things and overanalyze things afterwards with videos, what have you, the referee's got a split second decision to make. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Sometimes I've, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, numerous occasions, every match, I'll be like, oh, why you see that referee? Why you see that? But, and it's, I mean, with, with the, I wasn't too sure. So again, I was behind the goal. So how it was at the, it had the best angle because I was to the, um, the goals to the right of me. So that's the left of the goal. So they had, Best angle anyway. I was too short at the time, but then the picture after on the video you put up on Twitter and like I was like, yeah, looks at it. But at the same time, it's like, does it? Ha- I had to analyze it. I did that for about five. I did a couple of minutes looking at it to decide across the line. Referee doesn't have that. No, absolutely. And I, I, I mean, this is <laughs> this is one of the funny things and why 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 certain fans are a very odd odd bunch because pretty much that's the opinion of everyone of. Oh well, you know what? It might have been across the line, but there's no way the ref could be sure. And and fair play to um, <laughs> so it's, it's there'll be other teams screaming about that it's um it's it's a bias against them from from all the officials ever. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't put it up because I was thinking, oh my god, look at this! It's just I literally just every now and then I whip the camera out just to see if I get anything interesting. Hmm. And I think up until yesterday, it was once in like ten years. Um, I've got David doing some stepovers. Uh, so it was just as I, some, someone had said, Oh, VA, I think it was you or someone you were with, Stephen. Someone had said, Oh, we need VAR. And I just thought, Let me watch that back. And it was like, Oh, oh, <laughs> let me just see. Um, so uh, yeah, I wouldn't no. have said that. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of VAR. No, no, I, it, it, it might have been someone you were with or someone just ahead of you guys, but um, yeah, it's, 
VAR's taken away that moment, hasn't it? Where you kind of, you know, you, you, you get that moment when the, the, the ball's gone in and you used to just celebrate automatically and now it's like you kind of have to watch and wait. You have to wait and then it's, it's, it's a watered-down version. It's, it's, the, goal line, the goal line technology of the Premier League, it's pretty much instantaneous. The referee gets like a yeah. buzz on, a, on their wrist watch. On, yeah. on the rest, so, no, so there's no debate. So, if it, so for example, if it's a style goal, they'll still get the buzz because the technology is registered. The goal going to the line that yeah. would have happened yesterday. You know, if I had crossed the line, of course. You know, yeah. we, we think it did, yeah. but again, we're debating it. We, we can't say for sure, and we could have no, absolutely not. And it's 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 is the the other thing to really remember. It's all of the ball across all of the line. Yeah. So yeah. if if one millimetre of the ball isn't over one blade of grass, then it, it's it's not actually yeah. a goal. So. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a goal anyway because the referee said it wasn't a goal. So there we go. Um, but yeah, still one-one draw. Very creditable with the, the league leaders. Um, brings up the fifty points as, as we've mentioned. So what's next? What, what do we what, what, what do we want now? Now now we've got our magic fifty. What the hell am I going to talk about? <laughs> Promotion. Well, I've got I've got two dates. <laughs> In my diary, two Wembley dates in my diary. So um, uh, <laughs> the expectations are high. With I've 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 only got the one Wembley date in my diary. Let's push on for third. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why, why can't we push on for third? Um, it's first of all, as as, a, as an exile, it does save me a lot of money and travel if you just if you get also promotion. So I'm thinking about my wallet if I buy anything. Also, why not? Okay, we're two points behind at the moment, but there's we. We've got 16 games that we the minimum games left. There's 16 games left, so there's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of football to be played. We've got you know, we've got Mansfield and Newport bank holiday weekends. Um, we've got, so we've got some big games, you know, we've got, everyone's got to play each other still in the, in the top seven. Um, all the tops, well, the promotion, uh, in the automatic and um, you know, let's go for our screen, they're not a factor anymore. So everyone from second to eighth, of course, play each other at least once. Um, different various formations. Why not like? Why not aim for promotion? I've only got the one moment date in my diary, and that's for the <laughs> John's trophy. I do. I do. My, think the other day in my diary is Harrogate away. We secure promotion in the first spot. I've been <laughs> for once. I've been incredibly optimistic. You know, I'd be happy. That, I'm still happy with avoiding relegation. Let's be face it. Let's face it. You know. <laughs> a lot of Sussex fans, the objective would be just to stay in the division this year. But I, I think at this stage of the season, the way Sutton are playing. The way that it's all panning out, I think, I think a lot of most Sutton fans would be actually pointed not to finish in the playoff places. But absolutely, I think automatic's achievable now. But um, but yeah, not to finish in the playoff places now, I think would be, you know, to be honest, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I, I, I've kind of said, um, I've said from the start, and uh, similar to Jared, why, why the hell are we being optimistic with Sutton fans? But um, from the start, it was like we're going to be fine this season. Um, but by fine, I'm in middle to the lower end of the table. And realistically, if that would happen now, you'd still kind of have to look back at the whole season going, no, that's still solid. But if it happened now, you'd be gutted because that would mean it is a terrible second half of the season. Um, but I don't I don't think it's going to. Um, as we said, you looked a, we looked a bit leggy on, on Tuesday thinking, OK, this is, this is going to be the, the start of downward maybe. And then just completely refreshed yesterday. Um, so uh, whatever they're doing is just absolutely amazing. And yeah, I would hope for playoff spots. Um, but it's a weird thing for us to be seeing third as a promotion spot. Um, because it, we, yeah, we used to like champions and that's it. Um, but yeah, 
finishing in third suddenly is, is a big achievement because we can go i did see one person suggesting yes we would massively struggle at league one but actually it would guarantee us at least three years of league football if we went on <laughs> even if we got relegated the following two seasons um but yeah i don't know anything i don't know much about league two i don't know anything about league one i can't believe even that's been been discussed Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was looking at the way days in League One. To be honest, um, you know, you got the you got, you know, potentially next season: Portsmouth, Sheffield Wednesday, um, Sunderland, Derby County, Reading, Cardiff City, which is you no know, useful for me. Um, I know. Um, then you know you got you potentially got Wimbledon st- stepping up as well, staying up as well. Um, Charlton, you know, you've got so so just interesting away days. So, so the 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 um, the, the fan side of me wants to see it, but and the, the risk I, I saw that comment as well. But us, you know, potentially struggling in League One, they said that we'll potentially struggle in League Two, they said we'll potentially yeah. struggle in the National League. You know, um, we shouldn't go, you know, what we've seen in the last 18 months, particularly the last 18 months, as it's two years, 18 months has caused, um, in terms of the, of the team. These you know, well since November of 2019, since um um since we had start, had turn around the form um 2019, November 2019, it's just we've just seen the team just step up to level every time they've been asked to step up to level, um seeing the, the club step up to level every time they've been asked to step up to level, it's going to be challenging. Football challenging. I remember you know back in the mid 2000s where we were happy to be in the national in the conference south, where we were happy to be here. You know, we we're happy to be here. You know, oh, we're having fun. You know, that's all that matters. You know, we don't want to push ourselves. We might, you know, push ourselves too far. You know, what ended up happening? 2007, 2008. Uh, 24 points in a season. Five league wins in a season. But the, the, for me, yeah. So I had this, this thing where the attitude of oh, happy to be here leads to disaster. You've got to push yourself. I was a football club. And that's what we've been doing since say, 2008. That's what we've been doing as a club. You know, gradually, gradually, not like, like two massive steps. You know, we take, we take each challenge as it comes along, and we, we, we're, we're thriving. So you know, keep going. Why not, why not push? Why not push the, the sky's limit? Stephen. Um, well, yeah, I think I think yesterday, just leaving the game yesterday. You know, we were playing the league leaders, and you know, truth be told, I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, even with a point, so yeah, well, I don't think we should settle for um, anything less than you know, w- you know, whatever is achievable. No, I don't know what's going to be achievable. I know I've got a bit of a headache when uh, if Sutton get out to the championship and West Brom is still there, then I've got, I've got to make, haven't I? But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to making that decision. Yeah, I mean, I was shaking my head at one of the names there because I'm, I'm fairly convinced if we're going to go up, it's going to be fated that Wimbledon come down and we, and we miss them again, the same as we did. Those few years ago, um, yeah, we've we've only had one season in the same league as either Wimbledon FC or AFC Wimbledon since World War Two, at least if not before, um, 1963-1964 season. But mm-hmm. since then, we've been they've like Wimbledon FC, obviously Southern League, then you know, in football league, you know, whatever. We're in the Eastern League, and then yeah, we we met like we passed the ships and say ships tonight in two thousand eight, and as AFC Wimbledon. But yeah, I would love to see. Get, so, so and on the train yesterday at Sutton to go to West Side, so it was two days to walk. Um, it was just see how many women fans from the train that were going past West. It was just nice to you know 
to, to get one over to play in the same league just for that local bragging rights. I miss like, proper local derbies, not Bromley, they're actual proper local derbies, you know. <laughs> Go on, you can say it. We all know you're desperate to talk about. Two <laughs> Richard. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna I was gonna try and find um how many days it was since we lost to Carl Shorten in the competitive match just for today, but then I, my life took over, I, I couldn't work it out. So December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. There you go. I love you so much. I knew you <laughs> Do you rock on that day and just go? <laughs> I, 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 I said to remember, I said to remember December twenty seventh, two thousand and three. To be honest, well, on December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did one of the one of these live videos I did with that t shirt on the the six nil t shirt, and it is actually it didn't end up going out because the coaches the match ended up being called off. So I was like, I've squeezed into this t shirt from twenty years ago or whatever, for no reason. Anyway, we'll move on. And um, right, so. Quickly moving on to Tuesday night. Um, what do we feel is? Oh no, not hang on. I think you've both kind of said some names. I want to know about your nominations for the pod. Um, so player of the day. Um, who do you, who do you think is worth nominating? You have said some names. I've scribbled them down, which is why I nearly missed it. But who are your nominations for the player of the day? I'll go with you first, Stephen. Um, well, actually, you know, there's quite a lot of. Uh potential players of the day there. I thought Will Randall had a great game. Alistair Smith, it was a lovely little passage of play that Alistair Smith started uh, down in front of the curve where we had three shots on goal in 30 seconds. Um, you know, so many good performances yesterday, but I think for the free kick, for the peach of a free kick, uh, I'd go with Kenny Davis, I think. Okay, lovely. Jared? Will Randall. I, uh, you know, yeah. and, and then possibly Ben White as well. Uh, but definitely Will Randall, I thought, um, he was the you know, he great link between defence and attack, but the, for the all hazy minutes he was on, I think, and this is not, again, not, this is not a criticism of, of the substitution or who, who came on, I think our level of attack intensity did drop when Will, when, when Will came off, uh, although we did have those those row pages afterwards, so, you know, so um, yeah. on there. but you know, well, I, I definitely felt he was he had his best game for us since his injury gets stopped all season. Well, the four names I put down to put on the poll was Alistair, Kenny, Ben, and Will. And between the two of you, you've, you've, you've covered them all as well. So they're, they're definitely four names I put forward onto the poll, and then people can make, make their choice. Um, and I'll announce that tomorrow. No, I can't remember now when it works out, but it's about a day anyway, whatever. Um, but yes, Bristol Rovers. So what are our thoughts ahead of Tuesday? Don't worry, stupid penalty. FA Cup Ding. game, league home league game, stupid penalties cost us both times. And they're both they're both penalties, they're both clear penalties, but they were stupid penalties give away uh, yeah. in both games. Don't give away a stupid penalty, we might get a win here. Yeah, you know? okay, fair enough. Um I'm sure Matt might cover that. Um <laughs> Stephen, what, what do you think? <laughs> um well we've played them quite recently, haven't we? So you know, when you've played two teams uh, in close proximity they can be quite tight games teams know each other quite well so i don't know i think Sutton might i think something might sneak it i've got a feeling that uh, i think they'll get a, an away day win there for Sutton 2-1 yeah i i, I think the, the 50 points is is going to be a, a big thing for us now it's either going to be okay we've done it and that's it however i suspect <laughs> The characters in their changing room are not going to be well we've done it now that's it it's going to be go the other way and go oh well 
that's it now. We've, we we can relax and play, play completely differently. Um, there, there's been talk a few last few weeks about the, the home pitch struggling a little bit. Um, so maybe we need a few away games just to um, get get the ball down a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> but you'll be pleased now. I'm not doing the predictions. I don't know if you picked it up last time, but I saved all the predictions, did this lovely spreadsheet, and I couldn't work out a way that I was winning. So I'm now not doing them. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not that not that that's, that's the best cover actually to have if i can't exactly win, yeah if i can't win i'm taking my ball home and i'm not playing anymore <laughs> <laughs> um there was <clears throat> one other little just thing i wanted to raise and i'm sorry to put you guys on the spot a little bit but um there's been a few things um come up from home games um last couple and it's about the banter slash abuse um so i kind of there's two specific things i just wanted to go through so there does seem to be lots of new supporters which we know we've gone from eight eight hundred a thousand people to to three thousand people very quick succession um now i thought and i did read an article on, on in the athletic which was about trouble at football matches which is we're far from but it's saying that there's lots of incidents at football matches. It's something like up 40% or something over the over the whole thing, um, the country, sorry. And one of the reasons it put it down to, and I was, I hadn't quite worded it, but this is where I was thinking, is uh, there are a lot of new people coming to football and a lot of the older people aren't there anymore for various reasons to, to kind of teach. So we're all... A similar bracket age bracket i know you're a bit younger than us i'm sorry um, but it was similarish ages where so the older people would have been saying to us we oh, go and tell those kids to shut up and potentially would have been just standing with them a little bit teaching them but how do some of the kids realize the difference between when someone makes a mistake the whole crowd shouting wanker 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 saying that's okay to then calling someone an inbred and a sex offender is not okay how do we teach them what is acceptable or not it's not just a subtle problem either um I, I oh no 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 sorry don't don't get me wrong i, I know this is, this is this is a this is a tiktok instagram likes um funny always miss hilarious and then trying to copy the, the behavior yeah. I, I get i get that i'm not not saying it's just something at all I mean, I went because I went to a game in in the Welsh League quite recently, um, where this, it was great to see those the two groups that which you don't normally see at Welsh football, Welsh domestic football, like two groups of young people supporting their teams passionately. But then you start hearing like not words like nonsense, you know. You, you hear things, you know, the kids set up a flare, both sets fans set up flares, and it's just like it's you know, it's um, then. It's, so it's a problem. And I was thinking that early the season when, like, you see that lots of fans run onto pitches, and it's not just kids either. It's like it's all about people in their twenties and thirties are running to pitches just to, for, for likes on social medias and what have you. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this probably happened before the pandemic. I and mean, you know, look at the Arsenal game um, as, as, as instance of that. But I think it's got a lot more pronounced in the last the start of this season. And I think a lot of it may be to the fact because. Uh, it, um, people just act up just in general. I was out, I was out on the way home last night as um, in Swansea City Centre, and people just acting up. Who went back to that before? Because they, they're out for the first time in two years. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of like 
pent up stupidity. But going back to what you said, how, how do we set an example? Uh, what can we do? It's about setting an example. I remember when I was those kids' age, I was just as bad. And I was, I, I'm sorry for anyone who had to be near me back in like 20 odd years ago. And I was stupid and, and dumb. I'm still stupid and dumb, but I'm less so. And a lot of it's because of the example of people first of all saying, what are you doing, Jared? You know, stop being an idiot all your life. And then just, then, just set, then set a good example. I mean, one of the great things about this season, about the massive increase of fans, is how many of those fans coming to the grounds are families, are teenagers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, and a lot of them, like, I was at my group of teenagers yesterday who I hadn't seen before, Loved it. They were then they were you know good as gold. You know they were, they were supporting the team. They were getting behind the team. But yeah, there's some there were some odd comments here and there, but you know that's old comments are you know old comments. But for the most part, they were great, and the majority of people are great. Um, at Steamage away, the group of lads behind us who we were just shouting it out. You know, just wild well, abuse the keeper for the most of the half. So the one of the guys behind us, what's that next? We just turn around and said, shut up. And they shut up. So they got behind the rest of the game, but no more that stupid, like, you know, baiting for the sake of baiting um, of someone. I think, so there's what there is response for us. So one or two people tell people to to shut up and just, you know, act, act sensitively. And then just set, then set the example of how to do it. It's a, it's a long-term process, though, and it it may take a you know take a while for some kids to realise what being it, you know, speaking from personal experience of myself. Yeah, I mean, this is one one of the greatest things in my life is that social media did not exist when I was young and making all my mistakes. Um, I do get it, and I, I kind of like. There is that element of the, I could this article I was reading recalling for banning orders for all sorts of things, and I'm sitting there going, "Hang on a minute! If you're 15, 16, and you make a mistake, obviously you shouldn't. There's, there's things you shouldn't be doing, but banning you for for life—they were calling the lifetime bans for certain things. It was like, well, hang on, how's that person ever going to learn? Um, but yeah, sorry, Stephen, I'm just your views as well on on, on just the whole. No. I... <laughs> Are things getting worse or am I just getting older and kind of seeing things that maybe I didn't see my my younger years? I don't know. Like Jared, no, I, was, I was an idiot at football matches, I'm sure. Um, but it's great to see the, um, the, the, the youth element in Sutton. And when I walked in the gate yesterday, you know, behind the goal, there's just so many young people. And that's, that's brilliant for the football club. But they do bring with them uh, some immaturity and I think some of the... Uh, the baiting of the goalkeepers has been particularly kind of nauseating this season where, um, you know, a bit of banter is great, but it's it's kind of been 45 minutes of solid abuse, you know, sometimes. And I do think it's, it is on um, more mature people, maybe, to just call them out a bit, you know, when, 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 whenever you hear any, whatever it is, misogyny, racism, homophobia, whatever, actually call it out, you know, just have a word and i think that's the only thing we can do and you know they need to be they need to be told that what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and i I do think people should be allowed to make mistakes you know i don't see people banned for life for you know making a mistake um or being a bit of an idiot 
But, you know, they do need to be told. They do need to be told, otherwise they won't learn. But I do think it's a broader problem. Like I was at Millwall West Brom a few weeks ago, and I said to a few people after the match, it was like being back in the 80s. It was, I don't know if it was because it was Millwall or because West Brom fans were particularly unhappy with the way things were going with the club there. But it was an ugly atmosphere. And, you know, there was a, uh, three flares thrown on the pitch. There was a seat ripped up, thrown on the pitch. And, you know, it's not the sort of environment no. I've been in quite a long time. So I don't know if things are getting worse or not. Um, you know, let's not have a moral panic about it. But if there is anything going on, then yeah, it needs to be kept in check. And uh, we need to get on top of it because we don't want to go back to those dark days of, you know, the 70s and 80s. Because football's yeah. a much nicer thing uh, to take your families no. to now. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, we want to keep it that way. Yeah. I, I think it's also key to notice it's not just kids, it's not just teenagers. I mean, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm sure one of the more prominent female supporters on social media and on the clubs. Uh, that was that was the other. That was the other incident I was going to mention. Is and, I mean, I was I was reading that, and um, you know, regardless of my 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 personal um, affection affiliation to, to this person, I was horrified. Um, and it's, you know, first of all, someone attending a football match can feel that way in 2022. Um, but someone feels that way at Sutter United Football Club. Um, we're a good club. We've always pride ourselves on being a tolerant, uh, open-minded group of people watching this football club. And yes, there, there are some instances in the past. I remember one poor Town goalkeeper getting horrible abuse for wearing a pink kit like a few years back. And so there are there has happened in the past where I well felt bad, felt ashamed and stuff. But generally, you know, we're, we're, we're good people. But and but the person that was the thing that I kept, was struck me most was the fact that. Um, as you mentioned, it wasn't a kid, it was an adult, you know, probably our age, you know, yeah. doing it. And no. doing the worst yeah. thing. It's, and so we've got, to, so, but again, when someone's called it out and wants to, it was, you know, the situation can be, can at least start to be rectified if we call it out. And it's up to us as not just, it shouldn't be just up to the victim. Where it be a, a female football sponsor, a football sponsor of you know of a different race or ethnicity or a different or sexual orientation, which should have to call out. It should up, up to all of us to call. Well, if we see it, we should call it out. And I'm I'm a I, I say this, no, no, I'm a full one. I'm a moral coward, um, and I need to step my game up and call it out when I see it. But if we call it out, then you know, that's the, that's the first step to stopping it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, as I said, that was the other incident I was going to bring up because I. I had made the assumption it was going to be kids being the, the bravado and ha 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 on I funny. I mean, just back on the goalkeepers for just a sec. The, the goalkeeper yesterday um, apparently he said to someone um, that a great team, but he was a little bit um, pissed off with some of the remarks from behind the goal, um, which does change from 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 years back where you'd have a bit of a laugh and a bit of banter with the goalkeeper and yeah you tell them they were shit and all the rest of it um and at the end of the match they usually kind of turn around and give you a little wave and like very fun or if something was particularly good like i know wayne had two sides of the coin where um he did kind of often turn around and go yeah 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 very funny and then there was the other time at kingstonian where he didn't find it so so funny yeah, no, in, yeah, no one said he wasn't justified, but um, but then I was really shocked when I sort of said to, to, to her, well, hang on, was that our brats or was that their brats? And she said, no, it was mature men, which I I was like, 
oh my god um that that's worse because i kind of as i said assumed it was as we said people needing to learn grow up a little bit become a bit mature but it wasn't it was mature people telling telling her that um i didn't write the words down because i think i've memorized them it's all right that's that's just football you'll get it when you come more often um turns out it's his second match at sutton and it is um roughly her 1500th match at Sutton. Sounds like she's not even missed that many Sutton games that that are behind post doors in 20 years. I don't, no, just it's, it's to, you know. yeah, know exactly what it's like at Sutton. Um, but as you say, it's it's not just having the, the, the bravery to, to go up. Now, this was an unfortunate set of incidents where there was a lot of people around that didn't really know. Um, and again, even if it was, do we need to be going steaming and going, oh, you? And all that kind of stuff. It's it's about about balance of making them feel certainly uncomfortable. You can't stop people thinking comments, but saying these comments um, potentially, yeah. Do we want someone like that coming back to Sun? Not really. Um, it was comments of to. It was actually directed to us to, to a, a female steward. Yeah. Which again, you then question as has been questioned why the male stewards didn't kind of mm. step in. Um, but maybe she doesn't want them to. We don't know that. We don't know her view. She might have said, no, absolutely don't do anything. Um, but, yeah, it's just disappointing, really, to, 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 to read these things. Now, hopefully, it will be one of those things that, along with some of the comments with the kids, kind of gets dragged out. We are getting lots of new visitors. And the only thing we can say is at least it's someone who we've not seen before, because that would be even more disappointing if it was someone that we kind of knew. Um, <clears throat> but aside from it being pointed out to us, how can we notice these things? Because I know I don't notice any of these things because I'm sitting there staring at the match. I've learned not to say, well, I didn't hear it, so it didn't happen. Um, I know that. because <laughs> we, we saw that even at the Crawley match where straight away when Kobe was, was abused, all the Crawley fans were like, well, I didn't hear it. It doesn't matter whether you heard it or not. I think it's a case. Of, I mean, again, I tried to focus on the game itself. I have banter with my mates, what have you. But it's that perhaps the thing going for then to the next couple of games, maybe start to you know, if you listen to someone, listen to experiences. Then you then you start then you try to listen to to what's going on around you. So try and be so focused on yourself. Just try, try this because you know it's happened. So perhaps maybe just try mm. to listen around. And you know, I feel bad because um myself because I I normally stand with this person. And because of because when they were surprised, that was a happy happy yesterday. So you know, you know, you know, you know. I mean, get, get, don't get, don't get, yeah. yeah, it would have, it would have happened whether you yeah. were standing there or not. I'm not saying that at all. But it's just like, yeah. So so, go, so take that to yesterday. There's other instances in the past where, and someone says to me afterwards, oh, that's, that's 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 bad, that's horrible. Well, then I've not done anything about it going forward. I'm not. I've then come so wrapped up in myself, I don't really think about it afterwards either. So perhaps next time, so the lesson perhaps I as an individual can learn is that to listen out for it next time, and then to, for example, those who do say um, do stand up to to follow their example as well, maybe. Yeah. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you don't hear it, you can't really call it out, can you? I mean, I can't just say, I can't remember the last time I heard any racism, for example, at a football match, um, misogyny. I, I, you know, I don't think it's it, it, it's a terrible problem at the moment, but the, clearly there are isolated problems, and it is beholden on those who witness it, those who see it, 
um, to speak out and call it out and, you know, do something about it because you can't allow, you, you can't rely on, um, well, you can't uh, leave it to the whoever's the victim of the abuse uh, to do it themselves. You know, we have to stand together. And if you do hear it, if you do see it, call it out. Yeah, I think also, uh, as we're saying, it's potentially you, we don't hear it because you don't choose to stand in places where you might have heard something you thought, oh, you know what, and then you just move rather than calling it out. You just, you just I mean, who, who knows why I've chosen where I have to stand on, on there. I just am fixed to that spot. But is it because at some point I've heard things in the past that I didn't didn't like and I've just wandered off somewhere else? Certainly don't stand with Jared because of... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. But yeah, no, it's... it's, it's yeah, just don't turn a blind eye. I think that's the, you yeah. know, that, that's, I mean, talking about it now is a good thing. You know, anyone who hears it will, will know that, you know, the rest of us don't find it acceptable. Um, but yeah, I think you just have to, yeah. you just have to. I think, I think it's about potentially having a quiet word with, with your mates. If, if, if you, they just kind of, do you know what? It's not funny anymore. Um, it might be mm. funny when, when uh, all the, all these comedians and stuff were doing it on TV in the 80s and 70s, but it's not, not so funny anymore now. Um, but um, yeah, it's something we we got to keep our eyes open on, um, and certainly we don't want that Sutton to, to get a reputation for, for this kind of stuff. Um, mm. But as we said, it isn't just Sutton problem; it's it's everywhere. That doesn't mean it doesn't need to be fixed. <laughs> um, we might need to take the lead on on, on fixing it, um, but it, at least there is that that it's not just us um, having the problem. But certainly we we don't like it here, um, and we prefer a little quieter club but everyone's happy on on that everyone's happy did you all see the tweets from um was it aaron um from the i think he's the daily star um yeah, sports yeah. editor and he's like i'm at a football league club where one of the officials is standing in the bar in a shiny jacket waving two grand in the air never change Sutton united never change um yeah i mean it's those kind of things that make everyone love the club because it's all these little bizarre little things that we do and um i think the general consensus is and you were kind of hinting at it and as we opened Stephen, is we're taking non-league to the football league we 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 we're not forgetting our roots we're not forgetting where we come from um we're just taking it all the way to the premier up oh, to the league one uh, <laughs> on, on, on that slightly happier note but it is a serious message about if you hear it call it out guys um, but I will let you go because I know you, you're going to need to get off to, to, the, to the match in a minute, Stephen. Um, thank yep. you very much for your time, gents. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And please, if you've got any comments, any thoughts, any ideas, you can obviously send them to the club. Um, comment to me if you want, and I'll send them to the club on your behalf um, at Sutton Podcast or Mike at SuttonPodcast.com. And um, take care. Thank you all for your time. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.